This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. Welcome to Victory Life Today. I'm Al Burke. And I'm Angie Burke. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're really excited to bring you this message on prosperity, financial prosperity. And just know this, God wants you to prosper financially. And there are many, many reasons why he does. So today we're going to be talking about giving, the importance of giving. And don't get scared, (laughs) you know, because whenever you hear giving in church, you go, oh, here they go. They want money. And that's why people are turned off by the prosperity message because they think all we want is money, 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 and it's just not true. We are giving you this information so you could prosper and you could be wealthy and you could help people. And we're here to help you do this. And if we want you to give, and if you don't want to give here, find a good church and give it there. Yeah. So we're we're talking about prosperity today. Mm -hmm. And some of this, what I'm going to talk about is what God showed me. There's three things you need to do if you want to prosper. These are important points. These three important points. The first one is giving. We talked about, we just talked about, you got to be a giver. You got to give God something to work with. Um, The next thing is the spoken word. So that's point number two. You can't speak poverty and expect prosperity. And that's what a lot of people do. They're constantly speaking the poverty. And the third thing is you have to change your attitude. You, you've got to get this thinking in you. I can have this. I can. You, rich people, all of them have the same thinking. I can be rich. Wow. And you've got to get that in you because a lot of people just grow up in whatever class they're in. And it's like, well, whatever. This is where I live. These are the three, three things you need to do. You need to be a giver. You need to change the way you speak, and you got to have the right attitude, and you will prosper God's way. Mm-hmm. So, All right, so today we're going to be talking about giving, and I'll read Malachi 3.10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Oh, wow, wow. That is... You know, uh, I remember many, many years ago looking at what I had, and I said, Lord, I can receive this. In other words, it was not at a place financially where I could say, oh, you know, I, I just got so much money, it doesn't matter if I want to buy a car, I just buy it. But I was okay. Right. And I was thankful for where I was. I was okay. But I remember thinking about that, saying that it's so much that you can't contain it. And really, today, we are at a place where we can't contain it. Amen. You know, although the, the way things have been going lately, it's been a little different. But really, I always come out of every mess I'm in. I make my own mess, and God pulls me out every time. That's good. Yep. Always do. So the word in there, tithe, when it says bring your tithe into the storehouse, in the Old Testament, the tithe was 10%. So you took 10% of your income and you put it into the church. And, you know, there's a lot of disputing over that, but you got to get this thinking in your head of 10% is a minimum. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the first things. And, you know, a lot of the believers no longer, you got to understand in New Testament believers, we're not under the law when it says tithe. There's no 10% 
law that says you have to give 10%. So a, a really, uh, when Jesus died on the cross, he took all of that law away. So here's the thing. We have a better covenant. There's no more curse on you. You know, I really believe that God would curse you if you didn't tithe. I was afraid of God in the early days. And you believe that, yes. And, and I was tithing and tithing and tithing because I said, if I don't tithe, God's going to break my washing machine. <laughs> and um, there's no curse if you're not a giver. There really isn't. But you can't be blessed. You're not going to be able to be blessed if you're not a giver. You, uh, this is what I always say. Give God something to work with. Yeah. Where he can look at, you know, when you give in your church and you're putting money in there, there's angels in there counting that. So anyway, so that's um, good. I think what Alice is saying here is God is uh, giving is no longer a law in the New Testament. OK, it was in the old covenant, but now it's a matter of the heart. Giving is a matter of the heart, not a matter of the letter of the law. And we're going to read this in 2 Corinthians 9, 7. It says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So as he purposes or decides in his heart. See, we are free to make the decision on on what we want to give. God gave us a free will, and it applies to our giving also. But he gave us a free will, knowing that some were going to use it for evil, okay? But he took the risk of losing some, Al, because it was worth it to him if he could find others. That free will thing is like, well, what's all this about free will? And sure, now, is he happy? Isn't he happy now that he did free will for everyone? Look at the, all the, the murders and the suicides and the abortions and oh, well, so much for free will. Well, yeah, because he just wanted to get those people who really wanted to love him and serve him out of their own free will rather than just being a a, a, a robot. And he took a risk, so to speak, of those who weren't going to follow him. You know, he so <clears throat> he wants us to give Al now because we desire to free it's, will. It's not because we're forced to. It is a matter of the heart. And, you know, let me just say this. I would encourage you to ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit who to give to, how much to give. It has to be spirit led. And I know, Al, you always say, you know, you could always give more than what you feel the Lord's telling you. But, and don't you know, that less. might not be all that true sometimes, but don't make sure you don't give less. That's right. Right. You know, originally I was still under the law. I was under the law thinking, you know, I didn't really understand. Everybody sees giving as, oh, no, this is such a bad thing and it's so hard. I got to give money. When you could see it as a good thing, it's like, hey, this giving prospers me. It blesses me. I was in a church when the when the pastor got up and he said, okay, it's time to give. And everybody was yelling and screaming. And they were so happy to give. And I was like, wow, this is really doing it right. I, I was just amazed, you know. Uh, I didn't, when back you, in those days, I didn't really believe God was good. I thought he was hard. And I thought he would kill me. I was in this law thinking, you know. And yeah. I remember the first you know, I got saved when I was 29, so for me, giving made no sense at all. I was just in the way of, you don't give anything to anybody when you're in the way of the world with four. It's hard enough for you to survive at your own, you know. Right. It, it, was, it was hard enough to get paid for what I legitimately worked for. Right. right. You know what I, I mean? Understand. So why am I giving this away? And so I remember the first time I gave a tie that was $20 and my hands were shaking. I said, oh, $20, oh, this is crazy, and I put it in the pot. 
And uh, I remember, Al, when the first time I gave or we gave, it might have been that time. I don't know. But we were sort of testing God. And, you know, Malachi says it. Come and test me. Go ahead. Come and test me and see what I'll do. And, uh, you know, I didn't. At the same time, I had been praying for a typewriter back then. Okay, because I didn't have one, and I, I I was praying for it, and I and but I didn't put the two together until it actually happened, and so we gave, and Al Al shook, we gave the twenty, and we go, oh, okay, you know, and uh, I, it wasn't two days later, and my neighbor knocked on the door, and she had a beautiful typewriter in her hand. I kid you not, and she says, can you use this? And I thought, oh, and I immediately remembered giving and given, it shall be given unto you. And God, see, he will go out of his way to prove this to you because he wants you on board so he could prosper you and bless you. Not because he gets some, some, you know, I don't know out of it. He just, he just wants, it's all for you. And that's what he did. He went out of his way. He put it on my neighbor's heart to go give me that typewriter. And she did. And you know, uh, in Luke 6, 38, Alice says, given, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down. Look how more you're going to get back. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together. And running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Wow. But back in Malachi again, God says he wants to prove this to us. You know, can you, oh, can you uh, prove what? Can you imagine having so much money that you don't have room to store it? Exactly. And, you I know, mean, of course, in those days, what it's talking about is physically putting it somewhere. Right. But what it's talking about is a whole lot of money that you got so much money and this is just not a big deal. Nothing's really, you know, wow. <clears throat> things happen to me and it, it, it maybe a lot of people, if, if they lost that much money, it would devastate them. And yeah, I'm not happy about it, but it doesn't change anything. I just right. keep going on in God. And keep so, giving. You know, so you got to be a giver. This is the first point we wanted to make here in this whole thing is give unto God's kingdom. And originally it was a 10% tithe. But in the New Testament, let's read 2 Corinthians 9, 6. So but I how say, much should you give? Yeah. How, much should you, how much should I give? And he just would, he says here, he says, but this I say, he which soweth Sparingly shall reap also sparingly, which he, but and he who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. What he's saying is, he who is el cheapo with God, God's going to be cheap with you. He who is sparingly with God and just liberally puts money into the hands of good, godly people doing good, godly work will be blessed by God. The more we give into the God's kingdom, the more it's going to come back. You know that sparingly word means stingy. <laughs> really? It does. It does. You're stingy. You know, um, one of the things I've had people say, well, do I give 10% of the, my gross or do I give 10% of my net? And this all goes on. We just said give what you purpose in your That's heart. That's right. It's a heart issue. It's, it's no not such a law. But, but anyway, if it makes you happy, um, you should give at least 10% of the net income you make. You don't have Absolutely. to. It's not a law. That's just a guideline. And you should try to give more than that if you can. But I, for sure, I make sure I get that much into God's hands every year because I know God wants to bless me. <clears throat> so God gives seed to the sower. Uh, so he, he will get money to you 
if you give it out. Let me read this out. Uh, Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians nine ten. Now he that ministers seed to the sower both ministers bread for your food and sub- and multiplies your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So really, the more you give, the more you get, and the more you give out. Yeah, we need to learn how to be a distribution center. But there's something you don't really, people really don't see. You know, it says here, he'll multiply the seed sown. He's going to bless you. And then it says he increases the fruits of your righteousness. In other words, it's going to help you. Giving will help you live the Christian life in the right way. And get revelation. And get yes. revelation. Yes, it Giving will. gives revelation all yes, the time. That's what you meant. The, the, in, in one of the other shows where it says this is a spiritual thing. Yeah. Money is spiritual. Money is spiritual. Wow. You know, one of the things that I do when I really have a problem and I'm seeking the Lord and I don't seem to get an answer, I give. Yes, money is do. spiritual. I give. I take the money and I give it to a good ministry and I'll write on the check what I want. In other words, this is my seed and I'll write on that check in the memo section, this is my harvest. This is what I want for this. And I get it every time. I'll get mm-hmm. the wisdom that I need to know for what, I should, what I'm caught up in. So people, you know, people say, well, I, I, I have enough, my paycheck, I, I have to live off of my paycheck. But I love what you always say. You know, you're supposed to live off your harvest. A farmer lives off the har- harvest of his crops. Wow. Now, your paycheck is okay. It's okay to have a paycheck. But what you do is you start out with the paycheck. You start out with that. And you give your tithe into God's kingdom and you pay your bills with the rest. You should. That's right. But you cre- you start creating this, this money pot or this harvest of income. And you slowly create that all the time. And eventually, you will have a harvest. And you're supposed to live off the harvest, not your paycheck. Your paycheck really is really just seed. designed to be a blessing to others. It's seed. It's your seed. That's how you start. He gives seed to the sower. This is how he starts. He gets you a job. Yeah, because now we make a big deal out of our paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we think we're supposed to live our whole life off of our paycheck. Right. But no, if we just look at it as a tool... Right? God to gave put us this God, tool. Like seed, seed. You put it in the ground and you wait. Seed, time, and harvest. And we'll get into that. And then you'll live off of that harvest. Now, that seed money will still come in and you still, you still plant yeah. that seed. But that harvest is going to get bigger and bigger. That's awesome. You know, I had somebody say this to me one time. He says, really, your giving is precious. Yes. I went, wow, that's really cool. Your giving is, should be the number one most important thing that you do with your paycheck. It should be the number one most important thing focused on your life is your giving. Yeah, and, and I like what you say, uh, your paycheck. Now, back to the paycheck, it's just seed money, and you say people are eating their seed. Yeah, they take this paycheck and they spend the whole thing. Right. By, by the next Friday, it's all gone. Right. They spent it on themselves. They're out in the restaurants, and they're spending money on themselves. It's okay to spend money on yourself, but what we're talking about is you eating all your seed. Then they go, well, I don't have any money left to give to God. <laughs> and I don't see if I, I need to make more money so I can help I God. I can't tithe. It's wrong. I it's can't wrong. afford to tithe. Then what do we say? You can't afford not to. That's right. So instead That's of right. maybe change your lifestyle and make sure you get more giving money into God's kingdom and watch this work. If you wow. stick with us through this whole thing on prosperity... And I'd like to recommend you get the book. We'll talk about the book later because in the book, these are the things that I learned over the years in my own life of learning God showing and teaching me how to prosper yeah. his way. It's all in the book. 
You know, Al, people make a big, big deal out of money. And I'm not oh, saying gee. money is not important. We need money and we need a lot of it. And uh, But, you know, God says it's the least. Right. It's the least. Now, now let me read it to you in Luke 6.10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. And this is talking about money. He is calling money the least in, I guess, maybe the You could say in the whole of Christianity, money is the least. It's a low-grade thing that we operate with. It's just not, an, it's not a big deal, and we make it the biggest deal. We really do. And he's saying that's the least. That's not. And you know what? If you're not going to be a giver, don't expect the the great revelation from God. Don't expect to be a a big man of God or a prophet. It's not going to happen. Wow. Wow. This is talking about money. And we've got to be faithful in giving. And we have to be faithful in receiving. And, of course, we're going to get into that more later on. But receiving is a big part of this whole Uh, this whole thing, you know, if people want to buy us a dinner and we want to buy them a dinner, we're fighting over and over, you know, just be gracious and receive what people want to do. I mean, somebody just texted me and says, oh, when we come in on Friday, we're going to take you to dinner. Okay. That's really nice. Good. You know, but this is that this is the least we can do with our faith. And it's the money is the least thing. It's the least thing. I always say that, you know, there's a lot of people and I've seen them. They won't give 10 cents to the God's kingdom, but they want to be a prophet. And they're praying and praying and praying to be a prophet. Lord, don't. And it says, if you're not faithful in that which is least, how are you going to get the true riches? In other words, if you won't be a giver, you'll never be a prophet. And you know, Al, really, giving is a trust issue with God. Are you going to believe him at his word? It's spiritual. Yep. Are you going to believe him at his word? Are you going to trust him when he says, give to me and I'll take care of you? I come first. My children come first. Give to this person. Give to that ministry. And it will be given back to you. Are you going to believe that or not? If you don't believe it, then this is not going to work for you. You know, or at least if you don't believe it, at least prove God. Come into this and say, okay, I'm going to test you and see what, because that's what he said to do. But, but what this is saying is if you cannot trust God with the least, which is your money, then how can you ever trust him for healing? Right. Do you think you're going to get a healing? No. I mean, Do you think you're going to be a healer? Right. Healing others? Not going to happen. This is right. the least. You've got to be faithful in that which is least. This is where you start. In your giving. And I know you laughed when you said it before, but this is another example of it being spiritual. It's spiritual. You know? And and this is a trust issue, and you can't trust him for the greater things if you cannot trust him with the least, which is your money. I hate to say it, but when you talk about money, people shake, okay? And their wallets, and you know. But anyway. Oh, I got to give. Here we go. And they see it as when they give, the money's leaving their life. But if you see it as when I give into God's kingdom, money is coming into my, you know, I just had a situation. We gave a lot of money recently. Mm-hmm. We've been giving away a lot of money. And that's because it, what had happened was the stock market crashed with this COVID thing at the time we're doing this anyway. And I didn't stop giving because of that. Mm-hmm. I stepped it up because I operate in a spiritual money system. And even though, yeah, it's physical, I get that. But because we operate this way, I give more. And I, you watch every time, somehow something happens, and oh, look, I came out of this great. Yeah. I think, Al, people are turned off 
with this message because too many ministers have presented this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. They they take 30 minutes of their service. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they put on the screen all the poor people in India, all the poor children who need shoes, who need water, who need bread, and they do, and we should be out there doing this. And they tug at your emotions, and then they show you all the expenses they have in their building and the electricity, and it costs this much, and we need money, we need money. Now, we're sitting there in in the congregation going, well, we need it too. And you're probably doing the same thing too. I mean, I would be turned off too if I heard the prosperity message presented that way. And I think that that's the reason why people are turned off. They're not, they're not, it's not communicated properly to them what prosperity can do. And let me look at Philippians 4, uh, 17. And 17. Paul says this. He's encouraging people to give. And he said, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. I mean, Paul so really, was there's a bank account held in heaven for you. You yes. could say an account of blessings in heaven, but go ahead. It's there's no he money. He was listen. Paul needed money, but he was his heart. The reason why God could give it to him because his heart was right. His heart was that the people would prosper. Look. Yes, give, but I don't desire the gift for me. I desire it for you. And if it was presented properly and you understand that as you give, God wants to prosper you and the the only way he's going to do it is if you give. I mean... Give him something to work with. That, yes. You know, and as we always say, get this money out there into God's kingdom, into his hands, so it will begin to work for you. Forget about the fact that the church needs another building, because they always do. And forget about all of those poor kids, because they'll always poor, will always be yeah. with you. Look at it like this can bless me. God wants to bless me. And this is his financial system of blessing that he set up. And if I use it, it will work for me. Now, where to give, Al? Let's go over that quickly. Well, you know, that's another thing. You, you got to find good ministries. And I will tell you right now, this is a good ministry. We, we teach the Word of God without compromise. We don't care who hates us or who loves us. We just teach what God gave us to teach. Um, and <clears throat> if, you, if you don't like it here, find a good ministry. Go to your, if your church is a good church, give it there. But get it out there. Get the money going and working for you. And, you know, well, you should, another you should, thing is you need a storehouse. Yeah, and you should give where you're fed. Yeah. You know, I mean, you really should. I mean, there are a lot of organizations out there. You can't give to everything. So sure. God starts by saying, give where you're fed. You know, and that's what the storehouses were. The storehouses where they stored the weed and the food, the food. and then they, were, they got hungry. They went in the storehouse and, you know, got some. Yes, you have to give where you're fed. And even if we, no matter what church service Al and I go to, even if it's a 15-minute prayer thing or whatever, and they pass around that thing, we give something. We give something. You know? You know, in the Old Old Testament times, or really in history, not Old Testament, when there was kings, when you were brought in before the king for some reason, you always brought in a gift. Now, they gave you the gift to give so you weren't, if you didn't have anything. But the point is, you didn't come before the king without a gift. So even if I go to a church service, it's no big deal. I'll put something in there just to make sure when I come before the king, I brought my gift and I always get revelation because of it. 
And you know, Al, the, uh, the scripture in Malachi 3, 8, where it says, if you don't give or tithe, you're robbing God. Would you uh, uh, amplify on that and explain what that means? Because people think we're taking money from God if we don't give. But that's not or, what... Or that God demands a certain level of giving, and because right. we haven't done it, we've robbed him of what he's supposed to get. But what are we really When we're not givers and we're not giving into God's kingdom, you're robbing God of the joy that he gets when he blesses you financially. Amen. That's what that scripture actually means because otherwise it really doesn't make any sense. What he's saying is you're robbing me of the joy. I want to bless you. Give me something to work with. I want to bless you. And when we don't give, we've robbed him of that joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so good. And really, people used to, you know, we used to minister all the time. People would come to our homes, and every once in a while, they'd write a check or give them. We don't, we don't charge or anything. And we were always, you know, no, give it back, give it back. But look, if it's going to be given back to that person, they go back home with the check. They're not going to get any harvest. They're not going to get the harvest so, or the blessing. You know, yeah, there's a point to giving and receiving. But we want to quickly tell you to go to VictoryLifeMinistries.org right now, today, and get Al's book, Walking by Faith into Prosperity. This teaching is included in this book, and it shows you ways that you can prosper, why God wants you to prosper, and what's stopping the harvest. Why are you not seeing the money come back into your life? It's all in this book. It's very simple to understand. Al's got great revelation on it. One of the reasons God gave him the revelation is because he was a giver all along. And so, I wanted it. I wanted That's the right. He went after it. You went after it. I wanted so, to know. Yep. So go to VictoryLifeMinistries.org and get your copy today of Walking by Faith into Prosperity. We do hope we helped you today. We thank you for joining us. And remember, victory is always yours through Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at VictoryLifeMinistries.org.